because we live in a Puritan police state, we are obliged to inform you that we may sometimes use explicit language. If you are looking for more of that, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or visit our website at wihhw.com. Now that you've been informed, things are about to get weird. Welcome to What I Had Heard Was. I am Jennifer. I'm Anna. And I'm Diane. And this week we have a very, very special guest. Pollyanna, how are you? I am fantastic. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Well, thanks for asking me. It's a pleasure. I, I love your show. Yay! We love your show. We do. I really enjoyed coming on and bombing big time for my first guest spot. <laughs> Right now, here you are great. Listen, talking about sex laws is is pretty dope stuff to talk about, and there's too many to talk about all of them. So I think we did a smart and concise synopsis of what crazy laws there are out there. And the porcupine thing was phenomenal. If you haven't heard the episode, jump on board with Mary Pleasures. We'll talk about what's illegal with porcupines. Craziness. There are things. Well, and apparently in West Virginia, there aren't very many. So. No. You know what? I don't think there are. Any laws, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can do whatever the fuck you want. This is West it Virginia. Is- I think that's their state motto. You know, it's cheap, easy. <laughs> you don't mind the homeless zombies, meth head, crackheads stuff. Sorry for people who live in West Virginia. I'm just generalizing. I apologize. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, when you were doing the whole free and easy thing, I was like, hey, that's that was my motto in college. But then you went to, like, meth heads, and I'm like, oh, no. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not claiming that one. <laughs> no, there are a wonderful group of individuals in the West Virginia area. There's some very resourceful people, so I'm not going to. I think my first husband was from West Virginia, so there you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> this week, we're going to talk about sex education across the world with our very, very knowledgeable guest. Thank you. I'd love to talk about sex education all over the world. <laughs> I don't know if you know this or not, but I'm professional. At this, no. <laughs> so why do you think that this topic was chosen for you? Well, being the amazing, the Pollyann amazing sex educator that I am, I'm pretty sure that, you know, there are a lot of ways out there that you can communicate, that you can educate, but the podcasting communities have been phenomenal and in, in allowing me to, to jump on and, and talk about things. And, you know, one of the, the best things ever is being that person who can speak on both sides. Like I can I have some medical knowledge, but I also have some practical knowledge as well. And it, it those those marry together well. Um, it makes it a lot easier whenever you know when you have terminology. You, if you don't know how to explain something to somebody, then you just kind of have to pick at their brain at what they know that you can, you know, associate things with. So, sex education. I know about education and sex, so it it, it just marries together perfectly. <laughs> and what do you do? Oh, on a daily basis or no? (laughs) Well, I am a board certified family nurse practitioner and certified sex educator. I teach authentic Tantra and I also work urgent care slash podiatry. You name it, I can do it because I am a very versatile person. (laughs) Fancy girl. I love it. I want to be you when I grow up. Ah, (laughs) Right? neurotic and crazy i don't know about that no i've got that part covered i have to just work on the sex educator and nursing part it's fantastic being a sex educator is pretty much one of the um most cool jobs that you could ever do you know because in the morning i'll get a text message like if i get one from my real work like hey these charts need to be signed. You need to get this done. You need to do that. Or I get a text from, oh my God, I had the best orgasm ever of my whole entire life. Do you want to know how I did it? Yes, please tell me how, you know, or, Hey, by the way, I just met the most amazing person. And these are the sex things we did. Tell me what else would you do? Right? Okay. Terrible. It's my life is so terrible. (laughs) (laughs) But I also get to talk to people who don't really, you know, 
let's just generalize for a moment. Let's pretend that men really aren't so smart, just pretending. And they think a certain way different from females. Let's just pretend. And I can go on different podcasts. Like I, I was on the 69 whiskey podcast with those guys and they're, they're hilarious. And they, you know, a male's perspective on what's sexy or pretty or, you know, their interpretations of sexuality are way across the spectrum from some of the female programs that I've been involved in. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of nice to be able to, you know, I can talk the dirty, shamey stuff, or I can talk the lofty medical, you know, I got, I can get it on both sides. So it's kind of nice that way. Can I just ask who your audience generally is for who are you educating like uh, like populations? Sure. Mostly, you know, honestly, if you look at my demographics for the podcast, it's, uh, you know, males between the age of 25 and 85. Strange. I know <laughs> <laughs> when I teach in person classes, usually it's females, you know, female bodied people who want to learn about themselves or have an interest in like Tantra. Tibetan Buddhist Tantra is a whole, you know, realm of its own. And females are a lot more ready for that kind of information. Men just want to know how can they make their women have better orgasms, generalizing, of course. <laughs> I try to keep it even for both sides, but there is a big difference. You know, I've never had a lady call me and ask me for a hand job, whereas I have for men several times. So. <laughs> You just don't know the right ladies, maybe. Maybe. I'm just saying, like, the guy, you know, when I when I was just strictly teaching Tantra and I had my website up years ago, um, people would call, like, every damn day about, hey, I'm driving through town. You want to, can you service me? Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, what? Not, what? Yeah. No, that's not how it works. <laughs> I am not Roto Rooter. This is not. No, you do not make these no, no, kind of service is, calls. Yeah, not the rub and tug down the street. You have to figure <laughs> that out on your own. You know, like this is an actual you know, practice that I teach you to do for yourself and for others that you want to be with, not for me. No. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think that people know the least? about when it comes to sex like what do you find that people don't know i you know uh things around pregnancy and um sexually transmitted uh, infections we used to call them diseases it used to be std for me because i'm a little old school but now it's stis there are a lot of um, misnomers out there about some of those things and you know, I, I frequently talk to people who believe in their heart that the pullout method is 100% accurate. And mm -hmm. hey, hey, listeners out there, not a thing. Stop doing it. You know, there's a lot of kids in foster care. Stop doing it. When when I was in high school, um, I was part of a program called PSI, Postponing Sexual Involvement. And the idea was that they had, you know, upperclassmen go and like, so high school kids go and along with professionals, but, you know, we'd go visit junior high classes and basically just, you know, give them facts about sex and about, you know, there's responsibilities and there's consequences to actions and kind of thing. And it's like, look, man, we're not saying it's bad. We're not saying you shouldn't do it. Just don't do it right now. <laughs> you know, it's like, just, just give it some time and whatever, whatever. And there was always this um, <clears throat> section that we did that about myths like sex myths, and we would make sure that uh, the students knew the difference between fact and myth, and then would go on and so then have them, you know, say, hey, so what have you heard? And we'll let you know if it's a fact or a myth. And the stuff that would come out of these kids' mouths was amazing, you know, that they thought that this was real. And then when we told them that, nope, that didn't work, you know, that looks on their faces were always like, <gasps> mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, yeah, now you got to go now you got to go get yourself checked because, right. you know, it's like the whole um, uh, douching with Lysol, which apparently it Lysol was marketed as something to do that after sex to cleanse the body. Like when it was first invented, I don't know, back in the 1900s, 1890s or whatever, yeah. um, jumping up and down when you're done, you know, afterwards just to get everything out. Um, 
that yeah the pullout method like all these different things that um it was just it was impressive it, it, it often isn't, and you know, my, I have a teen, I have teenage daughters, uh, the youngest one when she was in the eighth grade. And I've told this story a couple of times on my show, I'm sure. So, uh, a few years ago, my teenage daughter, uh, in the eighth grade ish <laughs> was introduced to sex education with a program that they called abstinence until marriage or abstinence till marriage. Cause they gave her a little card that says ATM card and they requested <laughs> I know. Wait, it gets better. I'll talk about that here in a second. Um, (laughs) The ATM part. Anyway, they wanted her to sign it to promise that she would not have sex until she was married. Well, she brings the card home and my husband is just giggling his head off because he's like, ATM, do they know that's ass to mouth? And I'm like, there goes that whole dad part, right? Okay. (laughs) But so my daughter got upset because Her mother is a sex educator and I have taught my children, you know, they're not five and I'm walking around talking about dildos and that sort of thing. Okay. We waited until they were old enough or they asked. And when that happened, I talked to my kids about being responsible about myths versus facts about how relationships in my eyes look. And I encouraged them to make relationships based on what they think is good for them but to always remember there's, we're always here. I'm available. I wanted to make this culture so that they would ask me questions. Little did I know, hello, that they would tell me everything all the time. And sometimes (laughs) like, Jesus, God, okay, I'm good. I don't need to know. Mom's good. Got it. Whatever you're doing is cool. (laughs) So, you know, my, my daughter stands up during this class and says to the instructor, Hey, my mom says, of course, my mom says <laughs> that you should try shoes on before you bring them home. And I, <laughs> I learned that from Charlotte Dixon, my, my parenting, my parenthood teacher. Uh, and when I was a freshman in high school, she said, listen, girls, would you ever just walk out with a pair of shoes that you haven't tried on? Because listen, how uncomfortable are they? You don't know. And they'll just lay in your closet. They're not going to do anything for you. (laughs) They might make you sore. They might make you trip. They might make you fall and break your ankle. They're not going to be worth anything. So try them on before you, you wear them all the time. How funny is that? But anyway, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's sage advice though. Totally. Right. Absolutely. And so here I am telling my daughter these things and then she's reiterating them to her instructors. And then I get a phone call from school (laughs) and I'm just like, listen, you know, I I know we all have our different ways and I know that this is the Bible belt. (laughs) I know it is. And I know that abstinence means a lot to a lot of individuals. I, however, don't feel that way in my own home with my own children. Mm -hmm. So I get it, but don't demand that my child ever sign anything that promises something that's a little bit outlandish. And we all know that as adults. Okay. There may be some people still out there that are practicing abstinence and I'm, uh, you know, good for them if that's what you choose to do, but you cannot force your beliefs on other people and you cannot fear monger children into not having sex by saying you'll get AIDS or you'll get herpes. Oh, Totally. Yeah. yeah. And and that's, that's a ridiculous way to look at things. We can't just go out the door and be afraid like, oh, I'm sorry. You're, you, you can't drive a car because look at, look at these videos. You may die if you're in a car accident. Okay. That doesn't make people not drive. Right. I was just right. thinking that you just have to teach them to always put on their seatbelts and protect them. Right. So yeah. drive carefully. Yeah. yeah. And make you, and that's the thing. It's all about making choices. You know, it's like making the proper choice, being educated enough to know how to handle a situation when it arises. When I was learning how to drive, uh, my driving instructor, uh, my driving instructor took me to a parking lot on a rainy day and was like, great, we're going to gun it for a second. And then you're going to slam on the brakes so that we skid a little bit so that you can learn how to turn out of a skid. I mean, it was a wide open whatever. And it was done in a safe manner, but I've had to use those skills a couple times because it's not like you just don't drive in the rain. Right. Exactly. You know? And and then you said the proper thing, 
proper. Who who determines what's proper, right? Yeah. Have to, and, and those are things that I don't think schools should have to teach you what's right or wrong. You Everybody has their own right or wrong. And everybody has the right to have their own right or wrong. Yeah. Now, does that make it palatable for everybody? Not always. <laughs> I can definitely say I am not everybody's cup of tea. And I'm okay with that. But I am a decent human being inside. And my what my intention always is. I set my intention every morning when I wake up is to show loving kindness to people and try to be the best person that I think I should be. And some days I fall short of that goal. (laughs) But there are days that I am a gleaming example of what an adult should be. Um, There's few and far between lately, but definitely something that I am proud of. and, and And I can stand behind that and know that I'm raising decent humans. So I'm trying anyway. (laughs) I mean, that's huge too. Dude, I'm almost done. Almost done. (laughs) Last one, 17 in June. Hallelujah. (laughs) I'm not one of those empty nester moms, by the way. (laughs) I'm ready. Bye. (laughs) You're one of those kick them out of the nesters. Yes. Uh, You need to fly, baby. Get. (laughs) Please make my nest empty. You know, well, my mom has also lived with me forever, too, because she has Alzheimer's, so I'm never not around somebody, you know? Well, right now, she's on vacation in Kentucky with my cousin, which is fantastic. We're taking a vacation from each other, is what we said. (laughs) She doesn't really know where she is, and she doesn't remember where I am, but she knows that I'm not around, so... (laughs) I know it's terrible to laugh. I'm not laughing at my mother's disability or her her um, her issue with Alzheimer's. But if you were in our household every day and hear the conversation, the same conversation, 45 times in a day, you would be giggling too, I promise. Oh, sure. Yeah, no, if you're not laughing, you're crying, right? Correct. So, correct. Laugh away. I'm laughing every day. <laughs> What was the new challenge you just put up recently? Was it the walk around your house naked challenge? <laughs> Lord have mercy. Yes. And that's so funny. You know, so of course, when you're podcasting and you have to do these social media things or what, you know, well, you don't have to, but if you want your podcast to do well and gain some traction, you know, the uh, experts, which of course I belong to a podcasting group called Just on Podcast Media. It's my lovely friends, Ben and Tom from Just Some Podcast for Advanced Practitioners, and they are who got me started in podcasting. But they hired a social media person that says, you need to get some TikTok videos going. So if you get on my buried pleasures one TikTok, (laughs) you'll see my very first um, attempt at a TikTok video for serious podcasting was ridiculous. And so I did the the walk around naked challenge. And really, honestly, I'm not mad at how many people have looked at the video. I mean, I don't know what it takes to be TikTok famous, but like 4,000 people have seen it. So, and I'm not even real naked. I mean, I'm I just don't like I got my hair in a towel. My, my, one of the biggest things that I have always said is that I don't want to be a sex educator that needs to put her body out there to show, you know, I don't need tits and ass to teach. I don't. Right. I need to be able to communicate. And not that that's an issue. I, you know, some people do that and that's cool. I just don't choose to do that. I want to do this a different way. So that was one of those that we need a salacious video. You need to, you know, really be salacious. You're a sex podcast, right? Well, that's as salacious as she gets over there. Yeah. Take your clothes off and get naked. Get after it. <laughs> I, I think Dr. Ruth Weisen, Weisheimer is like one of the best known sex education people Mm. out there and she wears pearls and you know very smart blazers with shoulder pads and she is a wonderful at what she does and she doesn't need to get naked to do it so neither does anybody else and honestly she was one of my inspirations i used to watch her when i was a kid um on talk shows yeah years ago because i'm a little bit older than you guys but Oh, I used to watch it too. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. But, you know, there's a lot of information to be had. And and of course, you know, I don't want to be such a, um, like, I'm not a medical uh, pronoun stickler or anything like that. Like, I don't, I, I don't care about terminologies or that sort of thing. What I care about is how can I help you to understand 
all these pieces and parts because, you know, I'm a nurse, nurse practitioner, like, you know, but I can do drywall and plumbing and some other things. So there are a few things that I know about. So if I can talk to an individual and I can make relationships between certain topics, it just makes it easier for people to get it because you can talk as much as you want, but you can't help what the other person perceives that you're saying. And being able to, you know, like we all kind of know what chocolate tastes like. It tastes like wonderful. Some of us like dark chocolate, some of us like sweet, but what if you're allergic to chocolate and you've never had it or you had it and it almost killed you, right? Then you can't really say your sexual experience is like smooth chocolate because it might be like anaphylaxis to somebody, right? right. I mean, it's maybe like- it was. <laughs> I've had that catching the vapors, like, I can't breathe. I'm turning purple and I got hives. Wait, what? No. Yeah, exactly. So it's so funny that you say that because my mom taught me about sex. I can't remember how old I was, but it was through, she was using my science book and plants because we were like learning about how plants repopulate or reproduce. With your semen in your pistol? I know, right? Yes. And she, it was like, it was so awkward. It was so (laughs) awkward. But that's what she was like, so on a man, this is what, yeah. And it was that same sort of concept. Like you you, I know about plants. I'm in fifth grade and I know how plants work, but now I know how a penis works. So for my kids, they got my full on vagina and penis models. (laughs) <laughs> oh nice nice so my son's friend so my son is seven years older than my oldest daughter so my kids are 25 19 and 16 almost 17 and my son's friends would come over and, and they would just like they're so excited about the vagina and penis models i'm not even gonna lie to you say throw it at each other and just be silly but i'm telling you what a perfect opportunity that i that gave me to be serious in saying, all right, you guys are throwing dicks around. Okay. It's cool. Now, what are you going to do with your own? Like, all right, let's talk about how you're going to be safe and, um, and responsible. Right. And so it really turned into something nice and, and it made me feel very good as a mom because sometimes those mom wins are few and far between. Mm-hmm. But it's really cool when they do happen. And I will never say that I'm the greatest mom ever, but damn it, I try really hard to not be an idiot about it. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's all you can ever ask of anybody. Did you get, like, have you been getting flack throughout your career from, like, other moms, let's say? You know, you were talking about the school calling Mm -hmm. you, but, like, how did... I just want to know as a person, like, how do you continue to uh, affirm that what you're doing means something and like, you're not wrong in doing it? Because sometimes you're probably like the only person in the room that has certain beliefs or education or whatever, and like, probably get attacked a lot. Oh, totally. Well, just the fact that, you know, when I started practicing the Buddhist practices, by the way, I grew up in a very Christian home. And I mentioned this also a lot because it makes me who I am. I grew up in this Christian home. I started practicing Buddhism a few years ago. And really, honestly, in my, in like, even in my own home, my, my mom was like devil worshiper, you know, but she's old school and, and it's okay. I get it. But, you know, the fact that we are all human and we're all here means somebody's doing it somewhere, right? <laughs> we totally are. Somebody somewhere is doing it. And maybe they're doing it right or maybe they're doing it wrong. Maybe somebody's doing it because they're so in love and they're about to make this amazing cosmic relationship, having a baby and all that kind of thing. Like there's so many things around sex that are so great. There's so many things around just being intimate without having sex, touching each other, hugging each other. You know, we all need oxytocin. We all need dopamine. We all need these things to make us feel good inside on a daily basis. And if we don't have them, then what are we? We're not human anymore, right? Or at least less than human, maybe. Um, and, And for people to feel like that would be terrible. So 
the way that I get through it is I say, you know what? I might say some crazy shit today, but somebody's going to smile and somebody's going to remember what I said because I said it in either my, my twangy country voice or because it was really poignant for them at the moment and they get it, you know, they really got it. And it's like, shit, I never looked at it that way before. Right. Maybe I should have looked at it like that before or, oh yeah, no, no, I'll never ever touch another anybody because of what she said, you know, like you never know how people are going to perceive it. So I try my very hardest to just come from a place of, I'm, I'm, I'm always trying to either educate or learn myself in the education that I'm giving, because there are a lot of things that people know that I don't know. Like, let's just go, for example, um, I've been on a couple of kink podcasts, what have you. I am not up on my BDSM terminology to the point where I know all of the, the things that people call each other, you know, like there's, there's terminology for everything in every little subset of group of characters in sex education. And so I leave that up to them, but you know, I know what a top is. I know what a bottom is. I know what a verse is. There's, there's all these different things. But when you start talking about other things, I want to know, teach me, you know, like if we get into a conversation, I want to learn what, you know, make me understand what makes it so great for you? Because then maybe I'll want to try it too. I'm, <laughs> I'm a daredevil. I don't care, but you know, but in all, you know, my, in my regular everyday vanilla life that I lead, I'm okay with it. I'm in love with life and, and everything about it. Some days are harder than others. Really hard, <laughs> but you know, just, just being like, just us being here talking today about this is one of those things that gets me all hacked up and crazy happy because there's people that want to listen and there's people that want to learn. And I will always be able to talk. I don't know. <laughs> I never shut up. <laughs> Didn't you recently have the opportunity to uh, review a product? I did. Oh my gosh. That's going to be a great show. Just wait. <laughs> I, did. I, you know, okay. So I did. I um, was on Twitter. Somebody offered something about a product called the Baldo. The Baldo. I was like, hmm. And so it just so happens that the owner or the developer of the Baldo reached out to me, sent me one, and we tried it out. And it was the absolute greatest. <laughs> I can't even, I can't not laugh when I'm talking about it. Um you know, there are times when you have this hot, passionate sex-like experience. And then there are times when you just have this, like it's, you feel so loved in it and you're, you're just exploring things and, and things are funny and it's just a great feeling that that is exactly what the Baldo did for my husband and myself. And it was phenomenal. So I will always think that um, that product in itself, the Baldo, regardless of if you read about it and talk about it or see videos about it, and it seems very ridiculous. I'm going to tell you, it was one of the best experiences that I've ever had just because we were connected. My husband and I had this different level connection and laughed and had fun. And it was great. Uh, so how do you spell that? Because I was just Googling Baldo and I came up That's with it. a cartoon video game. Uh, for kids. So I don't think that's it. No, B-A-L-L-D-O. Oh. Yeah, just like that, Baldo. And it's hilarious. Oh, there it is. Oh, there it is. And the guy who made it, creator, is named Jerry. And I think the way that it came about is that Pink Cherry, um, if you guys are familiar, Pink Cherry is a, um, is a place that you can get online and buy your sexual um, accoutrement, if you will. And, um, there's a, they, they had a contest and I believe I, I'm just kind of like thinking about what I read and I think he won like a contest and like top sex, new sex toy developers. And, um, yeah, so he's going to be on my show next, like I'm going to record with him next week. I don't know when I'm going to release that, but dude, what a fun time. I'm not <laughs> even going to lie. You know, there, <laughs> The only thing that I can think of to tell you that it just makes it just um, so relatable is if you have ever 
had contact lenses and tried to put them in the first time and fail miserably and have to keep poking yourself in the <laughs> eye to try to get it or it slides down under your eyelid or that's it's almost that's it's the baldo and what family of sex toy is this or can it be categorized in a family or it's, is it- it's a dildo toy okay. Yeah. okay that's what's so but it attaches to your testicles so you have yeah two ways of oh. penetration yeah okay all right yeah so it's, it, gosh, I just, it, it's one of the most fun things. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, there's like instructions on how to use oh it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. There's a whole video. There's yeah. a history of. Uh-huh. I guess I'm going to yeah. have to look this up myself. Huh? You have to. And the, there's a Baldo Twitter. So it's at Baldo. I <laughs> of course there is. And it's just a cute little ball sack with eyes and little arms it's the cutest thing and you can actually buy a little one a little baldo Uh yeah it says like a little oh my god there he is (laughs) yeah there you go oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) okay so i'm not i i hate truck nuts Uh uh-huh yeah i you know it's just like come on why why because boys are silly sometimes why why. so but this this i would totally hang off of my rearview mirror right like you really can't tell that it's testicles but you know could you imagine it with a little afro wig or something (laughs) how funny would that be the first time that's what i wanted to do was like just put a little piece of carpet hair or something (gasps) on there i know i'm gonna talk to you can get a hoodie with it on as a logo Listen, no. I'm going to, I'm going to listen. I will totally be down for, for ever. Just for our listeners who are driving or can't look it up. Can you, Anna, can you describe Baldo's little character there? So, yeah. So Baldo looks like he, he looks like a little bean. <laughs> he's, got, he's got big wide eyes, little eyebrows, a super smiley face that says, yeah. And then Two thumbs pointed at this guy. <laughs> He's adorable. He is adorable. <laughs> and you know, honestly, I cannot wait to take to talk to this to the uh, creator because he like even in messaging, we've been messaging each other for the last couple of weeks and he's freaking hilarious. So and he's British, so I can't wait. I you know, if you have an accent, I'm already done. I'm already there. <laughs> Me too. And, and apparently this little guy's name is Chuck. Chuck the balls. Chuck Chuck the balls. balls. Or Chucky Sack. Chucky Sack. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Chuck Nuts. That's what I'm going to call (laughs) (laughs) Oh, because you you can throw them. Surprise your buddy with these these lovable, (laughs) lovable, throwable Chuck toy. You throw nuts. Heads up. I want to work in an office that develops something just like that and i want to throw nuts at people all day long i want to throw fake balls at people i want to throw fake penises and vaginas i want to do that i think that would be so much fun could you imagine sitting by a window somebody throws a wicked awesome suction cup vagina past your face (laughs) window i mean what a great like how fun that's all I want. Like, I want to go to work and laugh and have fun and be creative and know that people are going to be laughing and enjoying all of that positive energy that you're putting into this product. I think it's cool. I think if, should- um, so, okay, there's a the term teabagging. Yes. When you basically, when a, when a guy would squat over mm-hmm. another person or an object, because you can teabag whatever, and basically just tap their nuts on them is there a a female genitalia equivalent to a tea bag well i mean you could definitely say that we're not going to touch each other with our ovaries that's not going to happen yeah but there are you know there are all those nerve endings that are around your labia i mean from your anus around to your clitoris at the top and you know your clitoris is part partly in your labia that a lot of people don't know that it's kind of more of a wishbone shaped thing than it's just that little piece sticking out at the top. Um, (laughs) All of you that didn't know, I just used my, my finger to wave at them really cutely. Anyway. um, 
the the most adorable red rom ever. That's it exactly. But yeah, those are the um, you know, that's the equivalent. If you get kicked in the vagina in just the right spot, it, it hurts. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, testicles, the penis and testicles have a lot of nerve endings, obviously. And and that's why that is one of the reasons why while doing the Baldo sex trial, uh, I totally let my husband take the lead on that. Because if you've ever tapped a guy accidentally or not accidentally in his testicle area, they're very sensitive little things. And I was not going to be their blame for why we weren't going to have a good time for, you know, <laughs> the nuts or something silly like that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, totally. So I know we're not wrapping up just yet, but can you tell us how, or, or are you, how do you set up your education classes? Like, could I take a class from you online or something like how does, how does somebody get up with you? Well, um, as of late, because I am moving and doing a lot of things, I've been a little busy. I haven't been offering anything, but generally, uh, I I've done a couple lately in the last year, we did a, um, sunshine Ryan and I sunshine Ryan Tantra, uh, did some online offerings. We did a, um, gourmet sex with a bunch of the other, uh, tantricas from our authentic Tantra group which was phenomenal, but usually people just, they contact me personally and I have some courses set up so that I can teach people different. Like I teach meditation. I teach sexuality practices. I teach, you know, something called tantric union breathing for couples, which is my favorite practice. I literally cry every time I teach somebody and watch them do it for the first time. And there's no nudity in this. So for all those out there who believe that all I talk about flipping <laughs> sex and nudity over here. I'm really not. This is a very honest and open intimate practice between a husband, wife, uh, you know, wife, wife, husband, husband. It's, it's a really poignant, uh, way that you can relax into each other and give each other some, um, much needed love. It's really cool. It sounds cool. It is. It's so sweet. You know, anytime that I can watch, actually, you can actually see the love between people. Sometimes it, it, you see the looks on their face. People just melt into this um, relaxed love face. That's a relaxed love face, <laughs> right? It's just like I, uh, you've seen them again for the first time. It's really cool. Really cool. I'm gonna get all teary eyed over it. So now have you ever thought about going into like doula where, you know, going into the, it, nope. no. okay. I, right. I what you're saying. I worked in the ER for over 20 years. <laughs> I don't like baby pulling. I have my friend, sunshine, Ryan, totally doula. She does that kind of thing. I am about the sexuality part. I'm about the, not the birthing, not the having baby part. I don't want to have anything to do with that. I've definitely delivered a couple babies in my lifetime and I don't want to do it. Um, that's a whole nother realm for me. And it's not to say that I don't love being a mother or anything like that, but that's just a whole nother level of, I don't, I, I don't want to do that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> nope, I'm good. You watch a baby fall out of a lady pushing her down the hallway with a, with a wheelchair. You're going to have to change how you think about things. <laughs> oh dear God. <laughs> yeah, it's happened. It's definitely happened. You, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then that's solely because of that. You know, when a, when a pregnant lady comes into the emergency room, you're just like, no, go away, go upstairs to the maternity ward because we don't want you here. You, they deal with you up there. We don't want you. And again, it's just a, it's an ER mentality because when a pregnant woman has to come to the ER, it's never, you know, it's not, not the best scenario ever. Um, so yeah, no. <laughs> Thank you for asking. Though. <laughs> I don't know if it went the direction you thought it would. Have oh, said. no, no. Because you were kind of talking about the two parts of it, right? The, yeah, the, absolutely. The beautiful and I, part and it totally is. It's such, you know, creation. What right. do you do? I mean, you're putting, think about what we're doing. We're ma We're making magic, right? Like we are the only people in the universe as females or in our universe, like earth, <laughs> that can make babies. That's, that's us, right? 
we do that. And I think that the intention when you have this loving partnership, or even if you're, you know, if you're having sex or relations and you're not wanting to have a baby, it's that magic of that ability to really see the other person for who they truly are in the moment. That's what gets me going. I love that part. Um, the baby part, like where you have to be there for 18 years and all that kind of stuff and longer. No, I'm good on that. I love <laughs> I don't know how people who are like in their, I don't know, who are in their forties have kids. Like I would nope. never be able to tolerate it. Nope. I mean, like, honestly, I really do love my kids. And I loved that, you know, when they were little and cute and funny and learning things. And, and then the pandemic happened and then they had to stay home all the time. And I don't even know. I'm good. Nope. I, you know, I love my kids. I really do. Um, but I love them from afar and that's fine. What do you think is your favorite? Do you have Anna? Uh, no, 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 go ahead. You're good. What's your favorite, your favorite sex fact? Oh, that's a good question. That is a good question. What is my favorite sex fact? Hmm. Does it have to be about intercourse or can it be about anything that has to do with genitalia or anything like that? You're the educator. You tell okay. us. So my favorite, thing, <laughs> my favorite thing to teach people honestly about their own genitalia is uh, the female anatomy. Because I went to nursing school a thousand years ago and they did not teach us what I learned not even in healthcare, okay, <laughs> about the actual physicality of the clitoris and how it works and where it is even. No, no clue. You know, I'm almost 50. I'm sitting over here almost 50 and I didn't learn this till a few years ago. And I still believe in my heart that there are a lot of people that do not know what exactly encompasses the entire clitoris. They think it's just that little piece of skin that sticks out at the top. For those guys out there listening that you don't know that that's a thing, that's where it is. Anyway, that's part of it. It It's just the tip, guys. It's right. just the tip. <laughs> <laughs> and did you know that it takes anywhere from 20 to 30 minutes for a woman to get fully aroused to be ready for penetration? So for all those guys who are doing quickies, one and done, in and out, you're not getting it. You know, you are not reach, you're not allowing your partner to reach their full potential. Or even if you're female and you don't know that, let your partner, you've got to do. And I think that, and side note, I think that's why um, lesbian couples have better, they, they report better or more frequent orgasms because girls know, you know, they really do. Men are just like, I just want to put my dick in you. Sorry, penis, whatever you want to call it. I just want to do it. I want, to do it. I want you to touch it. I want you to put it in your mouth, whatever. Um, <laughs> they forget or they don't realize that women need a little more time because we are a little more cerebral in, in, in how we deal with sex. We don't get to the good part in two seconds. You can but there's so many more higher levels available if you just know how to reach them. That's it. Who do you think knows uh, more about sex, women or men? I think that women historically have better knowledge just because we have to know where babies come from and we have periods and we have bleeding from places and you know men if it ain't broke don't you know don't fix it their dick works and they can pee out of it and doesn't burn or itch <laughs> they're good right <laughs> <laughs> and again I, I i hate to hate on men because i love men but honestly that's one of those things that Men definitely have similar issues that we do as women. They definitely do. And in all honesty, men are discounted for a lot of things. And I'm, I know I'm, I'm trying to be funny over here, but I'm also trying to be serious in the fact that men do also have some issues, but women really do know more um, just because I think we it's a necessity for us to. Most definitely. And there aren't a lot of men out there who have been taught to be open with discussion. 
You know, men are supposed right. to be these right. stoic, you know, it, it, it doesn't matter. You're supposed to like sex the minute that you do it. One of my first guests that I had on the show, I, I couldn't believe that he told me the first time he had sex as a, a young man, he was so disgusted by it that he never wanted to do it again because it was sweaty and gross and sticky and it was so alarming to him. And in my mind, I was like, what? You're the first guy I've ever heard really say that. Yeah. Really? And he's like, no, it was disgusting. I, I, you know, I would let girls, you know, give me blowjobs or whatever, but I'm not ever doing that again because it's disgusting. It smells weird. It's gross. It's ew. I don't like it. And, and just not doing it again. I was like, wow, that's real honesty right there. That is something that you don't get every day because guys are just like, oh, as long as I nut, I'm good. Right. I'm good. But he wasn't like that. And it was um, it was a nice, refreshing thing because it made me rethink how I start speaking about male bodied people um, in that. And, you know, maybe we are a little more like than what I thought we were. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I know. Um, I knew a couple guys who prefer to have sex uh, with condoms than without for that very reason, you know, yeah. because of the smell and and who knew mix, mixing of juices and you know etc cetera, etc cetera. right so. and a lot of people are freaked out about body fluids like real bad <laughs> really bad yeah especially now where it's oh, like you know everybody doses each other in uh hand sanitizer oh my gosh <laughs> don't put hand sanitizer on your genitalia people yeah don't do don't it don't do it <laughs> also don't finger your girlfriend with hand sanitizer on hello oh, God, please don't, don't. Do that. Yeah. Not, no bueno. Don't do that. <laughs> uh, so you were saying before that you you have many talents. You wear many hats. Um, yeah. uh, you talked about tantra. You've talked about podiatry. Mm -hmm. Have you ever combined both of those? You know what? It's funny that you ask. So in the podiatry world, and, and this will gross out a lot of people, but what I do is for elderly people that can't trim their own nails, I do it. And then if you don't look it up on the internet, it'll make you sick. Some people just can't deal with it. So um, what I do is I use my Tantra, my, my ability to touch my, and, and give intention, loving healing to people. That's what I do. And, you know, again, I worked in the ER for a long time and urgent cares and, you know, addiction medicine. I never thought ever in my lifetime that doing that touching people's feet and you want to talk about intimacy people don't let you see their feet people get weirded out when you touch their feet but if yeah. you can make somebody comfortable and and my thought process is as a lot of these people most the majority of those patients that i see are in their 80s and above you know and nobody's hugging them nobody's showing them love and they are so happy that somebody is taking interest in what they do and, and, and who they are. And I'm telling you, I've learned the most cool things. Like I have patients that retired astronauts, a guy that worked with J. Paul Getty, a guy who worked for NASA, you know, like all these people who are retired, amazing military people, old farmers. I don't care who you are. If you've got a cool story, artists, writers, like I've got a lady. She, I love it. She's, um, she writes, uh, you know, like porn novels and she's older, like seventies. <laughs> yes. She writes alien and fantasy porns. I love her so much. I know. But you know, I come from this little place in Kentucky in the middle of nowhere where people, you know, you're either a farmer or you're a laborer or whatever. But these people are writers and and artists and all of these cool things. And I've never met people like this before. And so I'm learning things that you would never be able to read in a book because I'm I get to learn those things. And it's so cool. <laughs> it's just the coolest thing. I just the other day, um, a friend of mine, well, and I can say his name because he told me it's okay. His name, if you Google Bud Doyle, IBM typewriters. This man is a patient of mine. He's a phenomenal guy. 
And in 1960-something, he did an instructional video on how to teach ladies to type correctly with body posture stuff. You know, like, freaking hilarious. And this guy is one of the coolest guys. I, I can't even tell you how cool he is. And it's just things like that that make me get up every day and go touch people's feet. Because <laughs> there are some that I'm just like, oh, my God, I don't. But, you know, you become part of their family they, because you have shown them that it's okay that they show you something that makes them feel vulnerable. And that's what we're all doing when we talk about sex, love, all of these other things that make us uncomfortable is we're showing our vulnerability. And I want people to feel safe and secure showing me their vulnerability. And hopefully I will in return be able to show some vulnerability and appreciation for what you're showing me. That's how I like to live my life. And that's why I like to teach sex stuff because it's cool shit. I love it. Yeah. That's right. (laughs) That's beautiful. Thanks. What's the most important thing you think that people should know about sex that we haven't discussed already? I I have something for that. Definitely. Um, 90, well, let's say 80% of communication during sexual encounters should come from the person that is having something done to them. You should not leave it up to the other person to make you feel good, right? You need to let them know how to make you feel good. And by the way, if you don't know how to make yourself feel good, then you better damn figure it out because nobody else is going to figure it out for you. And what are you doing? Do it for yourself. If I mean, like, if you knew right now in this moment that you could reach over, touch a button, and you'd have the most blissful orgasm in your, you know, existence. Would you not be hitting that fucking button? Of course you would. (laughs) Hell yeah. Like morphine in the hospital. Figure out out how to find that button. I think it's people get, people get too caught up in their head about like being selfish. Sure. Or, you know, trying to make sure the other person's having a good time, et cetera, et cetera. And so then it just becomes cerebral. And then you're like, oh, am I doing it right? And is my face weird? And you know, and all this stuff. And it's just. Just let it go, man. It's yeah. that's the thing. It's it's weird. It's smelly. It's sweaty. Fucking enjoy it. How often? How often do you get to do that? A lot. If you're good. <laughs> anyway, I'm um, but yeah, if you want something or if you think something's going to feel good to you, I I I frequently tell people to date themselves. We this is something that I learned. Date yourself. 30 minute timer on your phone one day a week, two days a week, maybe four, who knows? But, um, (laughs) you know, this is a practice in massage yourself, get some lotion, rub your hands, rub your shoulders, rub your chest, rub your legs. If you want to touch your genitalia, a lot of people have trouble with that because how we were taught, if you were brought up in a Christian home or if you have guilt feelings about it, or, you know, there's all sorts of reasons why people don't want to touch themselves. And that's cool. You don't have to, but you don't have to touch your genitalia, but touch yourself. If something feels good to you, ask your partner, whoever they are, to do that back to you. And maybe you can try it on them and see if they like it too. Because that's how we were talking about the Baldo. That's how that was such a great experience is because it's all new stuff. We're like little kids, you know, we're just learning together. And, and touch and the feel and the laughter and the, you know, the, the absolute pure joy in the fact that I can sit here with my partner of this many years and still be this turned on and still have this much fun. That's brilliant to me. I think it's beautiful that way. Cool. Do you have any strong opinions <laughs> one way or another? This is my great question. About everything? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Of course, my way or the highway. That's my opinion. Yeah. Um, <laughs> did you have a particular specific? I, see, that's the thing. I don't think you. I don't think you smell like uh, milk and bread. Like I don't think you're milk toast. I think that. Uh, I think you got opinions. I do definitely have opinions. I um. I do, however, I have learned in my in my older age <laughs> that sometimes my opinion is best served by keeping it to myself. 
mm-hmm. but I am I'm very happy to share it when asked. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> well, I'm I'm super glad you came in and shared a whole bunch of opinions with us. I I'm I this was a this is most fun I've had all day for sure. <laughs> well, it's not over, lady. I love. It. I wondered if you would be interested in doing uh, your spirit animal with me. I would love to. Like picking your spirit animal. Um, so Stephen Farmer, he created this deck of cards that's spirit animals. And essentially you think of an intention or a question. It can be shared. It can be shared with us or it can be kept private. And then I'll show you the cards and you can pick one. And then you'll know your spirit animal to give you some guidance through whatever your intention or question is. All right. I love it. Yeah. And I'll share my question. Are we ready? All right. So I'm putting a deck of cards right up to our shared video. And I'm going to run my finger along the cards. And you just tell me when to stop. Okay. Right there. All right. So your spirit animal is a grouse? I don't even know what that is. A it's grouse? A bird. Yeah. Yeah. A grouse. And what it says about the intention is express yourself through rhythm and movement by drumming and dancing. There you go. <laughs> Have you Sorry. ever now I want you to YouTube the dance of a grouse whenever they, you know, they're mating dance. It's really funny. And I know that's so funny. I, I'm so happy. <laughs> So how does does that relate to your intention? Yes. It does. Yes. yes. Yeah. Like my, my, my question to myself was, how am I going to make it through this next week without my husband being around? And, you know, so I'm going to dance it up. I like a grouse. I'm yeah. all right. <laughs> I think the grouse is telling you to have a house party really while your family's gone. Just yeah, saying. Home alone. <laughs> anybody home alone no (laughs) dude i'm not telling anybody that i'm home alone because that's the problem you know whenever people not it's such a problem yeah it's such a terrible problem for people to want to hang out i know (laughs) no i can relate to that i i often would pick vacuuming my house over going out to (laughs) a a party or something i get i love to vacuum though it's so satisfying. It's just the sound, and then you can hear every now and then you get that one where it's like, ooh, that spot was really dirty because it's like crack, 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 all that stuff coming. <laughs> and then and then you get those like beautiful lines in your carpet, and I don't know. There's something about it. It's just so satisfying. Now and, we know. Well, and for some reason, I found this out, but um, vacuuming is one of the uh, – is one of the chores around your house that people most often do naked. I believe it. I That reminds me of a story really quickly. I had a guy back whenever I first started t- teaching Tantra called me requesting that I tell call him every day. He lived in California. Call him every day and tell him what to do. And I said, I'm sorry, you must be mistaken. I'm, I'm not a dominatrix. I don't, you know, like that's not what I do. Well, I want you to. And I, he said, I'll dress, I'll put on my chicken, uh, cost or, you know, chicken mask and be naked vacuuming. And I'm like, okay, okay. That's what you want me to call you and tell you what to do. And he's like, no, I don't want to tell you what to tell me what to do. I'm like, oh, okay. No, I can't have this conversation. <laughs> Let me forward you to somebody else that might be able to help you. Was, and was it thing about being in sex? education is that I'm friends with some sex workers and some other people who do, uh, you know, a million other sex education things that I don't have, you know, the, the knowledge or the wherewithal to want to do. So send them on over to them. It's all good. It, it, it didn't happen to be a grouse. Chicken. No, it was a chicken. It was a rooster actually. And I still to this day, I have gotten <laughs> He called. He ended up calling me on four different occasions. I'm like, "Stop calling me! It's not going to happen." Sorry. How, how dare you, sir? How? Well, 
dare you know, I entertained the thought, but I wanted him to tell me what exactly his thoughts were so that I know, like, if I'm going to get paid to do this, I want to know what you're looking for because I can't not know what you're looking for. Right. right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The heck does that work? So I was just trying to have it all in writing just in order. <laughs> so what's the name of your show? My show is called Buried Pleasures. And what would you like people to know about your show? Well, I would love for you to jump on board with Buried Pleasures and let's see what we can dig up. (laughs) (laughs) I made that up one day and I could not stop laughing about it. My show is a comprehensive look at sex education and all things pleasurable. And I'm doing a series currently that is about what's your pleasure out there anybody and it doesn't have to be about sex and it's i basically started that what's your pleasure because i was so pissed that facebook kept taking down my posts for the use of the word pleasure it's wow well that's one of one of the projects i'm working on is writing a book on why is pleasure such a taboo thing whenever it's it could be chocolate it could be Music, it could be anything, but why do we synonymously just think it's just sex? Why? I think it's tacos, but that's just Dude, same. I had a Taco Bell burrito this morning for the first time in forever because my husband was not here to make me breakfast. (laughs) 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 It's the closest restaurant to me because nobody was here to cook for me. How sad is that? I'm so pitiful. Or how glorious yeah. is that that you had Taco yeah. Bell for breakfast? Oh my That's God, so, so fucking good. good. Their breakfast I that forever, yeah. for forever, and it was so good that melty cheese. I might just go, like actually that might be what I have for dinner. Or something. Mm. Yum yum yum. Where can people find you on the internets? Oh, okay. Well, you can find me at buriedpleasures.com, Buried Pleasures on Facebook, Instagram, Buried Pleasures 1 on TikTok. Please go see this walk around naked video because it's hilarious. And also, I do one about Target. It's also funny. <laughs> but I am on most of the major podcasting platforms and I'm on YouTube. I mean, you can find me anywhere. Just Google my name, Pollyanna Amazing. You'll see. <laughs> Are you walking around Target naked or? No, actually I did. I did. Listen, I'm trying to learn TikTok. I did my first stitch. There's a lady, little old lady walking around with a bullhorn. And then she's riding on her little, you know, Walmart scooter saying um, she's looking for sugar daddies. She's looking for a sugar daddy. And I said, maybe you should not look at Walmart. Maybe you should look at Target. (laughs) Target might have a little higher class of sugar daddy than Walmart, you know. Just <laughs> oh my god, that's, that's amazing. <laughs> so but anyway, so I'm totally learning TikTok. It's ridiculous that I'm almost fifty and I'm trying to learn TikTok for twelve year old videos. I don't know. What do you do? <laughs> no, I think it's amazing. Like, that's where it. we need to expand into is TikTok. We tried. No, we tried. No, we've got some TikToks. My favorite one is the the one where you were wearing the Yoda mask and you're like making eggs or something or mm-hmm. cooking. What were you cooking? I don't remember. I, I still have it on my phone. Every now and then I look at it and she, it still makes me laugh. She walk in all the time. Yeah, my serious glasses. <laughs> but they've changed a little bit. So I'll share this with you. Yeah, you're going to like these serious glasses. When she's got something serious to say, she puts these glasses on. Oh my god, I love it right now. So big red hearts with googly eyes on them. It's the greatest. The the thing is, is that when things get uncomfortable, (laughs) this is how I cope. I can't. I just can't. This is how I cope. Yeah, oh, you do. Fucking delicious. Take Reese's five. Take five are so good. You got the salty and the sweet. Mm. Oh yeah. Don't act like I've got my candy. <laughs> my husband's gone for a week. That's what he does. He just just gives me candy. <laughs> I forgot to ask you to bring a quote. Like we close each each episode out with a quote. Okay. Do you have anything? I do. So could you do that anyway? Google that. No, I I do have a quote. I just want to make sure who who actually said it. Um, And it was Louis Pasteur. 
Oh. Luck favors the prepared mind. You have to work very hard to get lucky. You must think and concentrate on good luck. You create a positive and optimistic thought. From yes. a Pollyanna. Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> that has been my, uh, that's my go-to. Luck favors the prepared. I love that. Yeah, it's pretty, it's, it's, it, it pretty much sums up my entire life. You know, it's that moment that you, your voice tells you in your mind, Hey, you need to pick that up. You need to take that with you, or you need to do this. Or you do that. And you don't mm-hmm. do those things. And you're like, shit. Yeah. I, I knew it. Something told me this morning. I should have done it. Every you fucking care. time. It's like, if, if I'm walking out and it's like, I look at, if I look at something a little too long, I have trained myself that. Now, if I look at something a little too long, just stick it in my pocket anyway. Just take it with me. And I end up using it. It's your every intu- time. It's your intuition telling you, and we don't listen to it well enough. That's what happens. So listen to what your mind and your body tells you, everyone out there. Listen up. It won't serve you wrong, for sure. I think that if people listen to your podcast regularly, it's like medicine. Like I feel like if I listen to you once a week, Man, my life would be a lot better. So <laughs> you'll definitely laugh more. <laughs> well, I'm lucky enough to have these two ladies also in my life. So I do I do get to laugh, but man, I'm gonna take some of that buried pleasures medicine yeah. after this. Take my medicine. <laughs> Swallow it down. That Can might- you actually write that on a prescription pad since you're yeah, buried? I totally can. here's my podcast. That might be a, a new shirt idea, actually. Merch. There you, there you go. go. By the way, I sold my first t-shirt. I'm so excited. I can't stand myself. Yeah. <laughs> whoop, 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 whoop. I love it. I'm so excited. I didn't know that selling a t-shirt would make me so happy. <laughs> and yet it does. It does. It makes me so happy in my heart that somebody's got that. Listen, Tuscadork uh, is the guy. His name is Jason. And he is an artist and he is who did my, um, my Barry Pleasures logo. And the fact that it's as perfect as it is, just from the five seconds that we were talking on the phone, he's my people. He was meant to be the artist that drew the Barry Pleasures logo. It's, it's phenomenal. And I love it. And I can't, I, I can't even, it's just so exciting. I love it. Perfect. I know. My kids hate it when I hand out my stickers to people. They're just like, Jesus, mom, your tits are out on that picture. God. Uh, You're welcome. They're really not. Just that I, there is an accentuation of my breasts. Thank you. But it's not un, like, it's not like it's not real. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way they look. All happy and perky. Anyway. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, again, it's my pleasure. Ah. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yes, ladies. <laughs> was there anything you'd like to tell our listeners? Excellent. What I had heard was we are out of time and we will see you next week. <laughs>